To understand the weather, Miss Wren, is to understand how to make ships and sailors safer, farms more productive, so we can prepare ourselves and our world for floods, for droughts, famines. We could save thousands of lives. I want to rewrite the rules of the air, Miss Wren. And I need your help. So will you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Won't you come see about me? Not got to cut loose, put loose. Don't need money, don't take fame. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode something, because I forgot to pull my script up. This is episode... <laughs> 294. You're close. Four. Okay. And All tonight right. we're talking about the Aeronauts. Um, Sweet. I, I am... Uh, yeah, Aeronauts. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Parachuting Dog Jemison. That would be oh. the coolest job ever, just to parachute as a dog. Oh, I thought you Thank meant... God they didn't have PETA back then. Oh, my God. Uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, or OSHA or any number of other companies that exist because of things like this. <laughs> um, and Sam loves a good line graph vector. Oh, don't we all, especially in the uh, Victorian style that they they used, yeah. right? Yeah. We all love our data. But yeah. Sean, yeah. Just so you know, uh-huh. if if we were falling through the air needing to lose weight, right, to 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 try to coast to the ground, I would certainly throw you out first. Well, that's good to know. First? <laughs> first before the trunk, before oh. the, the the part of my journal. <laughs> okay. You know, You'd be the first one out, just that's, so you know. No, that's fair. I mean, um, <laughs> my 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 two twenty, you know, that'll that'll probably save you a good bit. So who knows? There you go, right? Um, yeah, I, I thought there might have been a third person joining or a fourth person joining us tonight, and his middle name was going to be a giant floating bomb in a populated area seems dangerous. That was going to be right? his middle name, but. <laughs> Because I was I was reading the trivia about this, and they're like, no, this thing was done in a remote location with just a, you know a few people watching. Uh, this was not done in the middle of London because if it would have crashed, it would have hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, their biggest fear was it was going to crash into the Thames and then they drown. Um, according to the trivia that I read, so people then couldn't swim. Well, you know, there are people that are you know they're they're sky scientists, so they couldn't. I don't know. I mean, I guess if a giant... That's what they referred to themselves as was sky scientists. I'm a sky scientist. I am a sky scientist. Well, they did say that multiple times. There was a water scientist and an earth scientist and a fire scientist. Yeah. (laughs) And then then there was a psychologist. I love, like, whatever a love doctor is. And then when they all hang out, Captain uh, Captain Planet shows up. 
That's exactly right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I think you were probably going more with the airbender, but I went with another direction. Okay. Actually, I was thinking the fifth element, but... Ah, uh, uh, okay. yes, the fifth element. What were we watching recently with the fifth element? Were we watching something recently with that? Mm, not, not the movie The Fifth Element, but they, they had the like the oh, I dropped something. They had the, the four things and then it was like the four spirits and then they were the fifth spirit or something. Oh, oh frozen, uh, frozen two. two. Yeah, it's frozen two. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. The only the only difference is is that Frozen Two is way less violent and she doesn't have to make out with Bruce Willis at the end, so I guess there's that. That's true. Multipass. Lilu <laughs> Dallas multipass. Uh, cool. So let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in to Aeronauts, 2019's Aeronauts. Uh, it's an Amazon Prime movie. So if you don't have that, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as soon as it came out on Amazon Prime and, and they had lots of adver- advertisement for it, I thought, well, this looks kind of cool. And it's got a couple actors that I actually really like a lot um, in Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones. And Eddie Redmayne... Although- <laughs> I I, mm, I I like Eddie Redmayne for most things, but it seems like, he, as far as I've seen, he's a one-note actor. He does the kind of soft and, and underspoken type of person who who's just never appreciated for what he is. Yeah, you're too. I think you're too gravelly in it. It's it's more of yeah. um. It's more like like if um. Oh, what's his name from? Um, uh, oh my gosh, my brain. Oh, I can't think. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's more like when he, like, if he's whispering with a British yeah. accent, like that's what he is. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Uh, no, you're not wrong. He no. is a my, yeah. my my. I watched this with my wife, and she says, "Boy, they really like to make him as the kind of eccentric, kind of weird." Um, dude that only sees the world from a, a really different point of view. I mean, you know, he's in the Fantastic Beast movie, and I was like, I mean, yeah. that's basically what he is also in the theory of everything. I mean, he's a dude that looks at the world differently. And, um, I mean, even, Sam, the first time you and I saw him on TV was in the Pillars of, Pillars the, Earth, of the World um, yeah. show. And even in that show, he's... He's different. He's a little. He's a little off. So, I think if you need someone that's just a little different, you're gonna get. He's your dude. Yep. Um, yep. Agree. And frankly, I'm surprised he hasn't found his way into the Marvel universe yet. I think they'll find. <laughs> they'll find something for him. He's a too good of an actor not to. We yeah. need someone who's remarkably unremarkable. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's just a, he's just a guy. He's but a, he's as good at being just a guy. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, they're filming, they're in pre-production of Fantastic Beasts 3. And he's in something else called The Good Nurse. And Interesting. That's all he's got coming up. Well, did, wasn't he nominated for Oscar for something, right? He won an Oscar for the- Theory of Everything. There you go. Well, theory of everything, but there was also something. He was like some sort of drug addict or something, or cross-dresser. Oh yeah, the Boylan girl or the other Boylan, the Danish girl. Yeah, it was. the yeah. Danish girl. Thank you. Was uh, nominated for a ton of. Uh, he won Oscars. Oh no, he was. Did not, he win that? One? No, no, he was nominated. 
He was oh, okay. nominated uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role as in The, the Danish Girl. So, okay. There you go. Yeah, he's won, he's won a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's, that's the big one, obviously, is The Theory of Everything is this, is this big one. He's my age. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, he, oh, that's a weird noise. Oh, that's my phone. That's why. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, if my phone is too close to any of my equipment, then the, the, the cell signal will start making weird noises in the recording. It's kind of funny. Uh, oh. Yeah. No, it's fun with technology. I used to, I I learned that a long time ago when I was doing uh, recording sessions when I was doing the my internship, and I can always tell when my cell phone was about to ring because all of the speakers would just start going tick 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 tick, and then my phone would light up and ring, and so I knew that I and it, but it would go into the recording, so I knew that I had to keep my phone basically off while I was recording. It's just kind of a funny thing. Anyway, huh. one of those weird things that no one that's listening cares about. Uh, so the, okay, so the director of this movie, Tom Harper, um, he has done mostly TV. Tom Harper. Mostly TV stuff. Is he British? Yeah, he's British. And for basically, uh, he did something else called War Book, mostly TV. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I enjoyed this movie. I had. Yeah? I liked this movie, um, even though it terrified me multiple times, but. (laughs) I uh, I liked this movie. Uh, we're gonna do our five word reviews here in just a second, but I just wanted to go ahead and say it out front. Like I had a good time with this. I was never bored. It held my attention. Um, after reading, ooh, uh, sorry, that's okay. After um, uh, after Sam picks up the coin he just found, um, <laughs> that makes me happy that you understand. Oh no, that noise. Yeah, uh, I uh. Uh, after reading some of the trivia, I'm a little annoyed at the casting. Admittedly, yeah. Um, can can we talk about? Well, let's talk let's about. Let's, we can talk well, about Felicity. It's fine. One of well, no, not that she was the wrong actor. I'm just I enjoyed the movie until I read the trivia. Yeah, and I realized well, I, she was a fictitious read. character. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a second. This was I thought this was supposed to be a feminist type of, you know, lady in the air, all sorts of great things. You know, this lady is a historical character. You know, look what she did. And it turns out to be crap. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I I felt very misled um, on the advertising for this movie. So Um, I I didn't read the the, uh, trivia. So you're saying that that the scientist is real. I thought this was based off of a true story. It's right. It's it's based off true events, right? So his character, um, the uh, where is he? Where is he? Uh, James G- Glacier is was a real scientist, uh, yeah. and he was a real person. And they did set the world record for manned flight at the time in a balloon. Um, sometime in the 1862, 1865 range. He went up several times and for several flights. But her character, Amelia Wren, is based loosely on Amelia something, who was married to a French balloonist who, who died, the balloonist died, and then she died uh, doing ballooning in like, 
you know, the 1840s or the 1830s. I mean, she died 30 or 40 years before this movie takes place. And I'm kind of annoyed by that. And so that it, the other man that was supposed to be in the balloon with him uh, was completely left out. Was not even in this movie. It's not like it was his um, Indian friend that was uh, uh, Patel. I don't know his last name uh, or first name. I mean, it's not like he's a he's a fictitious character too. I honestly think that they cast him just so that there's not a bunch of white people standing there. Um, yeah, but the the other guy in the balloon with him was a, a, a Henry Henry Coxwell. And they were, he was the co-pilot and they were the ones that did the, the flight. And so I'm, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Right. I just, and I saw that and I was like, oh, I, it totally, <laughs> it totally got the wind out of my sails as you could say. Yeah. I mean, um, when I, when I found out and it was, it kind of lessened the movie because it wasn't based on a, a real person. Because she really is the best character in this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, she's awesome. I mean, she's... Basically, right? she's she's playing her character from Rogue One. She's kind of well, a... Mm. What I'm saying is, like, in, in Rogue One, she's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. She's kind of... She's kind of awesome in, in all the things that she needs to do. And it, even at the end of the movie where she's been shot and, you know, kind of beat up and she's still able to get the plans out... It's kind of the way this is. I mean, she has no feeling in her hands. She's going to lose her her appendages and probably her foot, and she still is able to climb up the side of the balloon and get the job done kind of a thing. So that's what yeah. I mean. So, now, Like I said, I haven't read the trivia, but no. is climbing up the side of the balloon, is that part of the original story, or was that just made up for the movie? I'm sure that was all made for the movie. I don't, I don't know. There's yeah. nothing in the There's, trivia that, God, would, would that be. Would that not be awesome? I mean, that somebody did that, not to do it, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know I how. I saw a TV show where somebody got ate dinner on the top of a balloon with the guy who owns Virgin Records and Virgin Airlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's his name? I, so it's possible to do that, but hmm. during, at this time, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I just. I don't know how much of it is is just. I think you have to sensationalize it somewhat, otherwise it's a boring movie. If they just go up, hey, we hit thirty thousand feet, and then they just go down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it, it's not interesting at that point. So I understand that you need to have some, 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 some terror, something to kind of pucker your butthole, so to speak. Yeah. And you know, you know, how do we do that? Well, we add a to f- show the danger of I mean, maybe what this movie showed in terms of what happened on the trip was something that happened on like several different trips during this time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, they didn't hit a storm in every one or you know, they they froze to death or almost froze to you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, up there. So, I don't know. I I agree with you in a way that that it needs to sensationalize, yeah. but at, at a different angle, I just, I feel like sometimes you go overboard and it takes away from the real story. It's like, it's like uh, a Hacksaw Ridge, right? They could not include everything he did because if they did, it would seem too 
fake. Yeah, no, right? no, I got what you're saying. Um, that that's a hard comparison because what what was happening, you know, in that was because it, that was so incredible. Uh, I was trying to think of another good comparison, more like what the one that came to my mind is like. Imagine if they had filmed Titanic, but instead of it just hitting an iceberg, they were also being shot at by Nazis or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, uh, like all all the different things that could happen to a ship going across the Atlantic happened to the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Like before the iceberg, they were also attacked pirates by and, uh, yeah. uh, pirates. Exactly. Yeah, they hurricane. Had, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just things that wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like all all of the terrible things. Exactly. Giant octopus. Just whatever. Um, <laughs> You know, like Jack is up there, you know, literally sword fighting against Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, I like this idea. And then, whatever. Um, anyway, so uh, Sam, hit us with your, your five word review. Okay. Um, I've got several here because I just uh, I don't like really any of them. Um, but here, here I go. I, got, I have a uh, first one is needs more Doug from up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, I felt it does just, need a companion of some kind. Right. Just some sort of humor to it. it I just didn't see the humor to it. Um, another one was ain't catching me in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I hate to say it, but the, the last one here is the dog had the best storyline. Oh. <laughs> um, I just like you said. I just I'm wondering if this movie needed to be made. It just didn't have as gripping of a story as as something that I thought it could be. Sure. Okay. You know, or, you know, it's so, um, I don't know, maybe it didn't need to be made. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was, um, you know, the scenery and the camera shots and the, the filters they were using, I thought were perfect. It looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. There were some very obvious CG, uh, uh, shots, sure. but I'm okay with that, especially at this type of thing. Yeah. I'm still still be, made my butt pucker a, a little bit yeah. on some of the heights up there, and uh, I think I did jump a little bit when the, they hit the storm and and kind of upended them, mm-hmm. and uh, I just oh, and again ain't catching me in that yeah <laughs> for sure. So it was okay. It was a neat. It was a good what I would consider a good Saturday afternoon rainy day type of movie. Just kind of ho hum. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't totally disagree. I think I probably had a little bit better time than you with this. Yeah, but it's not I, a bad movie. It's not. It's, please no, don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. I just, it's not a great movie either. No, it's not. It's not a great movie. We've watched great movies, but we've also watched a bunch yeah. of movies. I mean, I, honestly, the mean I think of the podcast would be that there are movies like this that are just, they're just fine. There's, yeah. there's nothing remarkable. There's nothing spectacular. It's, it was a good time. For an Amazon produced movie, I mean, I shouldn't say that. We can't say that anymore. I mean, you know, the the Netflix and the Amazon produced films are actually are actually pretty good. Um, yeah. So I shouldn't say it for a streaming movie. I think it's I think it's fine. You're right. And as far as it being a story worthy being worth told, I was interested in the idea of this. I mean, in the 1860s, I mean, across the ocean, you know, the United States is you know we're we're having our civil war, and England's like. Whatever we're gonna go in, you know, hot air balloons and try to fix the weather. You know, we're gonna try to predict what's going on because we've not been <laughs> up that high. I just, I think that's super fascinating, and I don't know. I just, I like the idea of it. So, um, but then I do know that we, uh, we as in the United States, uh, used balloon technology during the Civil War, especially when mm-hmm. we got a little bit entrenched in some areas. 
right towards the end of the war, they would send up balloons with um, telegraph lines with, going down. With dogs with parachutes. <laughs> yeah. <let's, laughs> all right, Fido, go deliver the message to, to General Grant. <laughs> they're they're like the worst homing pigeons ever. Did you? I'm not gonna lie, but did you guys? <laughs> Did you guys laugh a little bit when he picked that pigeon up and he threw it and it just went down? It just flopped. It went straight. <laughs> oh down. yeah. I mean, I kind of expected it to happen. But I did. It was yeah. Still <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as he I, opened it and he started typing the message, I said to Sarah, "I said, I bet you that bird's gonna, not going to make it." And she says, yeah. "Why?" I said, they're, "They're pretty high up. I don't think birds can go that high, especially not pigeons." And when that they just went. Beep, I'm like, ha-ha. <laughs> and of course, somewhere down there, some guy is out raking his yard, and all of a sudden his bird just splat, and then it's got a note attached to it that's got this information that doesn't make sense to him. Um, did, you, did you guys, like while they're throwing things over this basket, and even when they cut the basket, did you wonder, who is that falling on? Yeah. Well, right? Yeah. You know, all the, like the, the whole sandbags, you know, I can yeah. understand sprinkling the sand, right? But they're throwing these, you know, 20 pound sandbags off. And I'm like, you know, poor Joe on the ground is just going to get walloped upside the head <laughs> and not, never know it was coming. Well, I think they always, I think you're right. The sandbags. Yeah. But I mean, like he throws like a desk over, I mean, <laughs> like good gracious. I mean, he, he, and, and not everybody probably knew that this thing was going on, right? So they probably traveled miles, and some farmer in some field is going to find a desk, yeah, you know, with, uh, his, uh, with a dead cow underneath it or something, you know, what I'm right? like, <laughs> or something. Hey, honey, like, come, come out here. There's something sticking out of the roof up there, right? I don't wherever that guy's from, but you're not wrong. I mean, just like. <laughs> and especially again the basket. I mean that thing would would kill people. It, it was huge. Um, <laughs> it just cracked me up. Uh, so anyway, so Andrew, I, you know what they should have done? Yeah, should have. They literally should have. Every time they toss something, they needed to show it hit the ground. I kind of right? yeah. I, you're not wrong. I think that would have been kind of neat. I mean, honestly, it it was a perilous situation, and I don't think that in that moment we needed humor. But it kind of would have been funny if. <laughs> They're chucking stuff off, and we saw Farmer Bob out there, and all of a sudden, he like he Crunk. like like he sees his sheep, and then his sheep moves to get a piece of grass just as the desk falls where the sheep was, and then exactly. like, and then yeah. the sheep turns around to where the desk is to sniff the desk, and then like the next thing falls where the sheep was. Like this this <laughs> sheep keeps dodging things as they're falling. And yeah, see, like, oh, that would have been fun. It would have been funny, that but it, been fun. But it would have yeah. been it's the wrong tone. It would have added some levity. You know, but I, I think in the right place in the movie, it could have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like know. I, I, someone sitting outside enjoying a nice day eating on their patio, a dead yeah. bird right on their plate. Or remember when he was kind of going crazy and wasn't <laughs> he trying to dump stuff, right? That's yeah. exactly when they should have done it. You know, have a couple sandbags fall out of the sky and, you know, kind of have a little bit of a laugh about it. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, I think it's funny to talk about. I don't think it fits the movie, but I, I no, think, it doesn't. I think no. it's I still it's still a funny kind of thought exercise. It's just been like I, I like I love Andrew's idea that like this dude is getting ready to drink like a glass of uh, he's having you know afternoon tea and then this dead pigeon lands in his in the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we didn't make the movie. Yeah, uh, I know, right? I know. <laughs> Andrew, what's your five-word review? 
My five word review is this. So Jimmy gets nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's Daniel Powder. Um, yeah. So this, I don't have a fear of heights. Like I've never been bothered by them. But this one kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially when she was dangling from the rope by her waist. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just out away from the basket. And, and it really messed with me a little bit. Right. Yeah. When she, when she started falling, I literally started trying to grab things around me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, just grab something. Stop it. Oh my God. And she falls right off. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah so I, I'm with you guys. This movie, uh, well, I'm more with Sean, I guess. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, now I have this sister-in-law who, when she likes a movie, she doesn't shut up about it. Like she just talks about it constantly and you've oh, got to Lord. Yeah. You know, she wants to tell you everything about it, you know, so that you can't you can't enjoy it because you've already been spoiled. But she didn't spoil this one, but this is one that she really like hyped up and I thought, Oh god, it's gonna be a terrible movie and I'm not gonna <laughs> like it. But I actually enjoyed watching it and uh I wasn't bored, you know, and kept my attention I, the whole time and, and, and I loved on I'm the sorry, edge of my seat. No, that's fine. Yeah, oh yeah, there were certainly some thriller aspects of this in terms of you know, are they going to survive this mess? You just, that's, you know, it's crazy. But I, uh, I want to piggyback on what you said, Andrew, um, in terms of the, uh, the stories about how they got to where they were intermixed. That was a brilliant writing choice to do. Because yeah. I think it would be a very boring movie Yeah, if I you mean, were just following them in the balloon. Yeah, I wondered when, I, when we started, I thought, surely the, this is not going to be it. This is not going to be the, the whole film, just watching them go up in the balloon. Uh, but the, I think you're right. The way that they did that um, made it not only more enjoyable, but it gave you information on, on the way and filled you in on some backstory. Exactly. I, and I, again, I, I liked that, that way they do it. I like it when movies do this in particular, you know, when, the movie, you know, the movie is about the heist, and so we start the beginning of the heist, and then we back, we constantly backfill with the information. I, I like stories that do that for some yep. reason. I don't know why. Um, my favorite episode of of Firefly is an episode where there's actually three timelines. There's the present, there's twelve hours in the past, and then there's five years in the past, and yeah. they're all happening at the same time to get you to eventually catch up to the present in which they solve the problem. And I think that's just a, a really clever way of doing things. So when I first, when the movie starts, I'm sitting here watching thinking, oh, they're already in the balloon? Well, this can't be the balloon, right? Maybe like this thing's going to blow up at, at takeoff and then we're going to have to spend the rest of the movie of them trying to get to the next balloon, the balloon. To, yeah. to get them there. I, I honestly didn't expect that the balloon that we were in at the beginning to be the balloon, which it, of course, was, which was cool. Um, so anyway, uh, my five-word review, uh, we've already kind of joked on it, and so obviously this is where my headspace was at, but balloon goes up, furniture down. <laughs> and why is it raining sand? Hey, the, there you go. Those are the two that I that I did. And there had to be some very confused people. 
well, um, you, on the ground. You got the the uh, the star the Star Wars uh, reference, right? The Star Wars reference? Yeah. No. When she uh, picks up the 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 the, uh, the sand and and blows it out at the beginning, before she gets in the balloon, and she's still playing to the crowd, what does she call it? Oh, she says, uh, "I got a bad feeling about this." Well, no, <laughs> she says this is uh, something something, and then she says stardust, and stardust oh, was what? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. the password or something, and that was her uh, her. That was uh, her name nickname. Yeah, yeah. that's what her dad her called her, and, her. And, yeah. and then she, yeah. she he I didn't had, even catch that. No. She, as soon as she said Stardust, I was like, oh, okay, it's from Star Wars. And then it's in the trivia that are like, oh, they made yeah. a reference to Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that's cool. Whether they did that on purpose, I don't know. But good for her, I guess. So, anyway. By the, by the way, all that um, emotional um, manipulation that they did with her and her husband and all that sort of stuff, that also makes me mad now knowing it's not real. It's just that whole storyline – it's just not real. Well, it's, it's partly real. Again, she was married to a French balloon dude who did die. Now, I don't. I didn't read much farther into their story. I don't know if he died saving her, but he died, and then she died later. She died making balloon animals. Yeah. <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she just blew too hard, and then just and down she went. Pop. Yeah. She exploded or something. I don't know. That's weird. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. I don't. I don't really have much else I want to say. Oh, here's the one thing I do want to yeah. say. A couple things I want to say. Yes. So to Andrew's point, Andrew says he's not scared of heights. I am. Now, I have over the years worked to kind of deal with it to to be able to get up on a ladder. Yeah. I mean, so my job required me to get on a ladder. Uh, many times. So, you know, I would say 10 years ago, I'd probably only be able to go up, you know, maybe 15 feet on an extension ladder. And the last job I did, the last time I was with the install company and right before my back surgery, which I think might be the, the thing that caused my, me, my need for back surgery, is I was going up, mm, we were going up about 40 feet up an extension ladder. 40 <laughs> feet pretty tall for an extension ladder. Uh, it, it, uh, it gets kind of wobbly at the top uh, and, oh yeah. and we were doing, you know, I was doing install up, up that, um, scissor lift isn't so bad at 40 feet. Um, boom lift at about 70 feet. That's my limit on that. Um, and then scaffolding, I can, uh, I was able to climb all the way to about 80 feet before it got too wiggly for me to climb down. God, but 80, the, 80 feet? Seriously? It was a church. The church had... Like eight stories? Yeah, it was huge. Roughly? Yeah, we, well, when wow. you, we did the laser measure, laser measure tape, yeah. and from the top of the deck, like the stage where the preacher and the band is, yeah. to... I know that religious people out there yell at me because I called it a stage, but whatever. Um, and to where we needed to go was like... I think the top, of the like the ceiling where we were in drilling holes was like seventy feet. Holy cow! So we needed like you know we needed basically sixty feet of scaffolding, and so we built it, and uh, and I climbed all over it. So yeah, about seventy feet, you know, sixty-five feet in the air of scaffolding, it gets pretty wiggly. Um, yeah, it does. So my point is, is that I have a pretty healthy fear, and to Sam's point about making his butt pucker twice, 
it, it worked for me. The the storm when they they free fell so quickly that basically they um they were like almost into the balloon. That part had me going a little bit. Yeah. But the other part, and I I just love it when when, when filmmakers do this because it terrifies me, is when <laughs> they make the camera do the thing that the person is doing. So like, okay. here's the example. So when she's on top, right, and she's on the way up and then she slips and she falls, that didn't bother me because um, it just didn't for some reason. But when, oh, she, wow. okay. when she gets to the top and she's unconscious and then we start to slide down oh, with yeah. her. Oh, that thing got... The camera went yeah. with her, and when she yeah. slid off, yeah. the camera went with her and then flipped, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to throw up. Like, it, it, <laughs> it bothered me in my gut. Like, my stomach was clenched. Yes, yes. And I'm doing the same thing you're doing, Sam. I'm like, my brain is having a hard time remembering the fact that I'm in my couch on the floor. You know, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, your brain yeah. has a hard time with that sometimes, and so I'm like, okay, I'm on my couch. This isn't real. I'm safe. Like okay. now, this might now. I don't. I'm not a fan, to be honest, of like 3D movies and virtual reality type type movies. I don't think that the technology has gotten, gotten there yet. Where it where we can really enjoy it like a real life situation. But man, if this oh, wow movies, mm. yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine this like in an in an IMAX. And being pretty pretty significantly um, scarring. <laughs> hey, could you imagine it being uh, what was that ride at Carowinds that used to be the um, the Days of Thunder ride, and then they changed it to something? Yeah, it's called Top Oh Days of Thunder. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, it was the uh, we called it, it, was, it. The building was called the Action Theater. It's one of those where they have a big screen and the chairs vibrate and shake. Yeah. Uh, um, you're showing your age a little bit, Andrew. That that hasn't been Days of Thunder in about 15 years. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I just can't remember what it was. I've only been to Carowinds like twice in the past 10 years. Yeah, now or maybe even less than that. After Days of Thunder, it turned into a SpongeBob kind of experience. Oh dear lord! And then after that, it they pulled all the seats out, and it's just was it still was it still starring uh, Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah, as, as a. As a SpongeBob, SpongeBob. Squidward. Yeah. Uh, now it's um, it's a dinosaur show. Uh, it's a, like there's no ride to it. It's just a a dinosaur. Walkthrough. No, not even that. It's just a well, yeah, kind of like a movie, like a like a virtual walkthrough of this is what it was like back then, and these are the dinosaurs that we have. And then, mm. um, anyway, the park isn't laid out correctly in other parks. You watch the video, and then it opens up to the dinosaur park where you get to walk around the animatronic dinosaurs. But our park uh, isn't built that way, so you pay the ticket to go walk through where the dinosaurs are, and then you have to leave that part and then walk 200 yards down the sidewalk to where the theater is to then go watch the movie. Um, so, But if you don't watch the movie, you don't get the full experience. Or if you watch the movie and then don't pay the 5 bucks to go walk with the dinosaurs, it's like, oh, okay. You've got to pay an extra that's that's yeah crazy. yeah you pay an extra five bucks or whatever to go walk, walk with the dinosaurs so 
Man, they better be real dinosaurs for that. Well, again, they're no, they're not. I mean, obviously, they're. I mean, they're real animatronic <laughs> dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> to quote Joe Pesci from uh, *Lethal Weapon 4, that's they, how they f you. Yes, yeah. They f you. They f you. They f you. Well, and it, they're not getting <laughs> you, Sam. They're they're targeting your daughter that wants to go hug a fake dinosaur. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, like that's how they get you. It's like. Okay, just come on up here. You can dig for dinosaur bones, and you can find an egg and get a prize. Like, that's how they get you. Like you've already you've already paid to get into the park. Yeah, that's rotten. Yeah, yeah. There's it's lots, of, but there's lots of parks that have that extra thing that you can pay for to get in. So I mean, like Disney World. Sure, I'm sure they do. I don't know. I haven't been to Disney well. Anyway, no one cares about my our, our local theme park. I know our Canadian friends are like, "What the heck is Carowinds?" Like, okay, yeah. Oh, well, we, we our theme park guy was probably here. yeah. Stephen would, would appreciate Stephen that. Stephen would yeah. yeah. Um, the only other few things I have in my notes were like, oh my gosh, but my butt puckered uh, when she threw the dog. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> uh, I did like the little touch of the O's in the opening credits were rising up. I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed yeah. that. I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, watching this makes my fingers cold and hurt. Yeah. And uh, oh. and then I wrote, wow, rough landing. That's it. I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this movie. Um, just because there really wasn't a whole lot to really talk about, honestly. I mean, I guess there was, but. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you want you want to hear a few clips? Let's do some clips. I didn't get much. Um, I mean, there's lots of t- the things that there's lots of words. I just didn't like a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, because it's it's kind of an emotion. This movie had words. I can just uh, could care less about <laughs> them words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of really great dialogue, but I mean, do we really want to replay when? She's talking about her dead husband or when he's complaining about his dad and, and whatever. I just, I didn't, so anyway. No. Uh, here's the first one. Um, science of the air. Do not even think of telling me flight is not possible. Mr. Chambers, we are scientists of the air. And we can tell you the one thing no one can control is, well, the air. That's right. Can't control the air. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Um, I thought he was interesting, and I wanted him to do more things, but he didn't. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is Eddie Redmayne being Eddie Redmayne. Well, we needn't trap each other. Friend, sorry, I'm a, I'm a scientist, an astronomer, and a meteorologist. And a I, scientist, an astronomer, and a what? I believe that the weather can be predicted. Yeah. That's crazy. Who would that? No one No, You can't predict the weather. Well, I mean, yeah, we have meteorologists now that that don't can't. They try, but I mean, right? But, I, I mean, you yeah. try predicting snow around here, and it just doesn't it's, work. It's still not an exact science, and, that, and this was eighteen what eighteen forty eighteen sixty two, sixty two. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I'm, I applaud them for having the ideas to do it to learn about pressure and the higher they go, the less oxygen and the less moisture and and all of those things, and and it's just crazy. To think that what that those what what those two scientists, the real scientists, risk yep. their lives for, we learn in ninth grade science class. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, yeah, obviously, the higher you go, the less oxygen there is because you're farther away from the ground where the trees are, and as you get farther up the atmosphere, it's not like it's a 
a glass jar holding it all in. You know, it's layers of things. I mean, that's obvious to us. But again, we learned it in ninth grade. And but the, I'm confused. Yeah. Um, if the Earth is flat, oh. <laughs> how does how does that work? Because you know, it just doesn't make sense to me that that uh, that we would have that kind of problem. So I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there are websites for you to answer those questions. <laughs> uh, great, great, high-minded right? websites. I, yes. I, I'll, I'll have to take a look. I'm sure uh, Facebook has not uh, blocked those. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, no, I'll check I, that out. Yeah, I, just, I still contend, though, the, the best argument for the world not being flat is if it was, all of the cats would have knocked everything off by now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly true, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. Um, or all of us that had toddlers that just would throw their bottle off their high chair just to watch us pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world played that catch game with their parents. Oh yeah, gosh. exactly. I mean, like, like, how many times did you, did you let the kid do it before you either took it away or you attached a bungee cord to the thing? You know, oh, no. it's, it's well, cute like the first two times. Yeah, but after about 30 <laughs> is when you have to I start. Getting... I, I think what happens, though, is you, you get trained like Pavlov's dogs, right? So you just pick it up and you just keep picking it up and you keep picking it up and you just continue your conversation with your significant other and doing whatever else you're doing and just keep picking up the stupid cup. Yeah. Yeah, we bought those little, like, they're like clip-on bungees, so we clip it on to both of our kids. We just clip it on to their bib and then clip it to either Passy or the bottle that they were drinking or, like, the fruit, the, the snack cup. Now, obviously, yeah. like, spoons and forks, when they got a little bit older, like, they would take the spoon out of your hand and chuck it. Like, there's nothing you can do about that, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, kids are great. Uh, here we go. Uh, Are they? Sometimes, somehow I missed this entire bit of dialogue the first time I was watching this, but listening back to it through headphones, this was kind of funny. I presume there's a game you're playing here with others in the room. You think I'm trying to make another jealous? You're not that handsome. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny, and I completely missed it somehow on the first time. I don't know. I just, you're not that handsome. I like that, that whole exchange between them in that scene was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Agree. Because I like when people that are clever show us they're clever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, he's like, I know that you're, every man here is terrified to talk to you and this and that and the other. And she's like, I know that you weren't invited because you don't know that guy and your shoes are wrong and your ch- jacket's cheap and like, like all that stuff. I thought was super clever. I just, I really enjoyed that. Um, the other scene that I'm sure that we all have issues with was um, I captured this because it was kind of cute, but it's a hard scene to watch because the three of us are at that age. So here we go. My son's only 10 years old. I got older. And uh, I, I thought that was a kind of a cute way to, to do that, but <laughs> watching, yeah. I, I have I have I have an uncle in my family that's dealing with dementia right now. He doesn't. If I visit him right now, he wouldn't know who I am. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. my my grandmother was like that too before she passed. Yeah. She's very off. And so it just kind of sucks because we are our, a sum of our memories and experiences, and at some point we all forget. And it just made me sad when yeah. his, when his dad's mm-hmm. like. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, I, I'm not going to lie, I got a little teary 
when he's reading the paper about the the aeronauts, and he's like, "That's my boy." And it's like, okay, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. Yeah, that yeah. in that moment he remembered that it was his boy. I thought that was cool. Um, and I also read the trivia. It's not really important, but they cast that man to be him to his dad because when he was a younger character actor, you know, forty years ago. He basically looks like what Eddie Redmayne looks like now, like a skinny, oh, really? like a skinny, awkward, kind of gangly Brit that would only play character roles, these kind of weird character roles. And so that's why they wanted him. So oh. I, I guess if you're British and you watch a lot of British film and TV, you would know that. You, you would recognize him, yeah. Yeah. So, um, And this is the last one I got. Can you stand? I'd rather not. I like that. I'd rather not. No, I'd rather not. Um, here you go. That's your clips. And now for nice. some more bad news. Ready? Oh, I am ready. Well, we already talked about the big one, where okay. they, we talked about how it was the wrong. The, she's not a thing, right? That she's a thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. here's the two that I that I did capture that I haven't already said. Uh, James Glacier was a real English meteorologist who was remembered for his pioneering work as a balloonist. Between 62, 1862 and 66, he made numerous ascents to measure the temperature humidity of the atmosphere at its highest levels. With his co-pilot aeronaut Henry Tracy Coxwell, they broke the world record for altitude on September 5th, 1862. Coxwell is omitted from the film, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, and Ren is her character with uh, Sophie Blanchard, a French aeronaut who was the first woman to work as a professional balloonist between 1804 and her death in 1819. So, even earlier than I thought. But wait, 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 wait! She was born in when? Uh, she worked as a balloonist between. Oh, worked as a, okay. Never mind. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought you said she was born in 1804. No, no, no. Yeah, she didn't die. At 19, okay. Yeah, between 1804 and 1819. So she was younger. It was a long time ago. The other one I got was uh, I captured. What I thought was kind of interesting was for a rare period production picture nowadays. Amelia is correctly shown with unshaven armpits. Ugh. So they didn't start doing that until the 1910s. Yeah, I thought I caught a glimpse of that. Uh, one other thing, it's not trivia, because there's no trivia about it, but I, I wanted to research it because, frankly, I, I assumed that Sam would would, would call it out. Yeah. Where are the butterflies at 30,000 feet or, or 20,000 feet? Yeah. Like, can butterflies do that? And so, of course, I Google, and this is the funny thing. I, I start Googling, and this is how weird this predictive stuff is, is I type, how high can... <laughs> and the, and then I get to, can cats jump, kangaroos jump, deer jump, birds fly, insects fly. It's like, okay. We're, All right. We're getting pretty close there. That's a little creepy, you, you know, watching the same movie. So according to Google. Um, Gur- gurgle. Uh, gurgle. Uh, the highest monarch butterfly ever seen during the fall migration can go around 11,000 feet. Okay. Um, Mount Everest is at 29,000 feet to kind of give you a reference point. And they were at about 20,000 feet or 17,000 feet. I think they were 17,000 feet when that... Mm-hmm. So then I started doing more research because I thought that's not good enough because I'm going to get questioned. I, especially, I figured, Sam, you would do the... You would say <laughs> something like, well, those clearly weren't monarch butterflies. They were obviously 
Well, they were obviously CGI butterflies, but they were clearly not predict. You know, so then I started doing more research. You know, and it turns out that there are insects that will fly up high and get caught in like these slipstreams and then just travel with the wind and can go up that high. Oh my gosh! Um, and I was reading something that they can go up as almost not all, but some insects can go up to twenty thousand feet. For like locusts can go up to about twenty thousand feet. Uh, which would be terrifying to think about, like a herd, right? like a herd of locusts just like descending from like like fighters, you know, airplane fighters and like War like or pigeons something. falling from balloons, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into your pot of tea. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I did a little bit. I did a little dive. Oh dear, on that. honey, another plague of locusts is coming. <laughs> Hide your tea. I love this accent. I don't know what it is. It's like like what you're doing now is what I feel like um, Kevin Costner was doing for Robin Hood, and that's why the director was like, "Stop." <laughs> I can see that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all the trivia I got. What else was? Oh, I do this. Uh, wait, no, I do this. Excuse me while I whip this out. And this audio clip is in the wrong spot. Here we go. Um. Top three. So we decided to do uh, scary height scenes in movies. Yeah, man. And for some reason, I know there are movies that this has bothered me, but I'm, I just can't think of them right now. I'm having a hard time thinking of them. So as you guys talk, maybe I'll get some inspiration because usually Andrew has the best for this. So oh yeah, we'll let Andrew go first. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go back in time just a little bit. The first one's not that far back. Um, not, not at all, back. actually. Okay. But... Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Latched to the side of the Dubai Tower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one really got to me as well. And again, I don't and, have. And knowing that, that is that. him outside the tower. Yeah. Right. That is that is a. Oh. Yeah. Like, but again, yeah. I, I'm with you both because that's my number one. But again, it's not because Tom Cruise went out there because I know he's harnessed to hell. It's the camera guy goes out with him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, because I know that the camera guy goes out with him because the camera guy when he when Tom Cruise goes out and puts his hand on the glass to test the 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 dumb technology, the camera guy goes not only out the window but goes out far enough to turn back to look at Tom against the glass. And I'm like, "Holy balls, that camera guy is <laughs> out of the glass." That's what gets me. Oh, it's legit. Every yeah, time it's, it gets not me. fun. I'm my literally my palms are sweating thinking about that scene. Seriously, Ugh. it gets Ugh. me. It really does. Keep going, Andrew. Please. Yes. Okay, so here's where I take it back just a little bit. I'm gonna go number two. Batman Returns when Selena Kyle is pushed from the the uh, window okay. and falls many stories to her. Uh, Sort of demise, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that. Yeah, Max Shrek pushes her from the yeah top it, floor of the, his. Um, the the way oh. the way I remember it being decrypted, it kind of reminds me of like what Sam Raimi would do now. Like the camera, I think, follows her out the window, right mm-hmm. as she like goes through like canopy after canopy until she hits the the snow or something. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. little cartoony, but again, those movies are kind of cartoons. And it, it kind of bothered me as a kid watching yeah. that. Because I, I think that came out when I was in, I don't know, fourth grade, something like that. Fifth grade. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the one where the cats come and then start licking her her head yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, and, and then number one, I have Adventures in Babysitting. When uh, oh, out the window, out the yeah, on the in the oh. building in Chicago, climbing the side of this this uh, angled roof, and I don't know the and building he, name in Chicago, but I've seen it in person, and and I've imagined every time I've seen it, you know, climbing on the side of this building, trying to to stay up there. And he's still there, if I remember right. Yeah, right? we we never found out if he ever got down. Oh yeah, he's there. He's every time you go there, he's a little <laughs> bit older now. But, yeah. <laughs> they keep throwing him food every now and then. I'm just yeah. kind of, you know. He's got a nice alive. beard. <laughs> That's too funny. There's a big brown smear, you know, going down the building underneath him. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Sam. All right. Um, I've got a couple of movies for um, consideration um, uh, just because they aren't. Uh, they're documentaries, right? So oh, they, sure, these aren't yeah. action movies. But Man on Wire uh-huh. um, is uh, the, about the, the guy who's, who walked between the two towers in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second one was Free Solo. Hold on, hang in there. So Man on Wire, was that the, the doc or was that the um, Jason Gordon? That is, jo- that is Joseph the doc Gordon-Levitt. that eventually was the Jason Gordon movie. Or Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, free solo. I, have you seen that yet, Ope? I have not. I, I, I have not. Dude, gotta see it. But my number three movie here is the scaffolding fight in Quantum of Solace. The very beginning, when they are running around on the the scaffolding in the old city. Remember that guy who was just like doing all the parkour on the uh, cranes and. Oh, that's no, that's and, um, that's not that's not Quantum of Solace. That's um, Casino Royale. But yeah, was it jump- Casino Rail? Yeah, they're jumping between yeah. trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a good uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I got my Ghost Protocol thing at number two, and then my number one, and I'm and it's not the best Jurassic Park, but the Lost World. Okay, where the RV is hanging off the side of the cliff. Yeah, that's a pretty good oh, one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and honestly, it's it's the part where when um, what's your name falls and then hits the glass window. And it starts cracking. Yeah, because like, because the camera is underneath the window, and you don't, you can't tell that that's glass. And so when she falls yeah. towards you and then hits it, you're like, oh, eh, okay, that's a little terrifying. <laughs> so you know, that's a good one. Uh, in a in yeah. an otherwise bad movie, there's a couple of good yes. stuff at the beginning yeah. of that movie. Um, well, there's good set pieces in that movie. It's just the story does not go well. Yeah, again, together. that that movie is a prime example of the 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 pieces are better than the sum or something like that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Uh, How about you, Sean? What do you got? So I had a, I had a tough time with this. I got, I got a handful of them here. So like, for example, I, I we said Ghost Protocol is such a great one. Um, yeah. When I was visiting my, it's been hold on, my thirty eight now. Uh, so I was I was thirteen when I watched this movie. It's a movie called K two, and. K2. Is that the, the mountain climbing one? Yeah. And I, we watched it because my uncle was super into it because my uncle was like, everyone talks about how Everest is the biggest mountain. Technically, Everest is not the biggest mountain. It's the, it's the highest mountain. But K2 yeah. is the biggest mountain. And he always has to make that distinction. And 
And so we watched the movie, and as a kid, it terrified me. But I, I haven't seen it in so long, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it at all. Um, another one I did was uh, Die Hard, when he jumps off the edge of the building and he's only got the... Uh, <laughs> was it the fire hose? The fire hose right? attached. That, that part, for some reason, oh. that part doesn't bother me. It's when the, the anchor of the hose goes past him out the window and he's being dragged out and he has nothing to stop him and he's trying to untie the hose. That part is what kind of got me when I was younger. <laughs> that kind of made my toes curl. Um, I did put this in my list uh, just because I wanted to put it again. You put a Jurassic Park. I wanted to put a Star Trek thing. But honestly, it's never bothered me because it's so dumb. But in Star Trek V, Kirk is free, free soloing uh, El Capitan. And... <laughs> I mean, it's the, the graphics in that are so bad. It's bad. We didn't watch that for the podcast, did we? No, but I've seen that. They make fun of it on Free Solo, by the way. Oh, they should because it's bad. Because like Spock yeah. shows up in like jet boots and is like chatting with him, and you, you can clearly tell that he's just standing on the ground, leaning against the rock, and it's it's kind of lame. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to have a start because there's no other moment in Star Trek where there's heights that really matter. Um, yeah, but, but the oh, one the new Star Trek. Well, they do a, a, a like a halo dive yeah. in the new Star Trek, don't they? Yeah, they do, but that never bothered me because again, they're like, I don't know, because for some reason they're going from space to, to Earth. I don't, I don't know why it doesn't bother me. I mean, I thought it looked really cool, but it never bothered me. Um, okay, you know, like like for whatever reason, I guess because I know it's two dudes standing on a sheet of glass on the ground looking up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ghost yeah. Protocol scares me because the camera guy goes out the window. <laughs> like, there's a real. You know what I'm saying, like, there's can a imagine, real. Can you imagine getting that direction from the director and you just look at it and go, hey, wait, you want me to do what? What? And I watched the behind the scenes of all that stuff. And they, they were very. I mean, they had a dude there whose only job it was was to make sure that you were behind the yellow line. They painted a big yellow line about five feet away from the open window. And they oh, had gosh, all of see, these... I don't think I could even stand that close to that. So, like, all the production crew was behind the yellow line, and all of oh. them are harnessed. And then you couldn't go past that yellow line without tying into the building structure. You're wearing... You're hooked to what's called a, uh, a yo-yo. Yeah. And you can't go past that line, not even to go out the window, just to go past the line. And I thought, okay, that's really great that they're into safety. But you're right, Sam. I... I couldn't. I don't know if I could be that close to an open window because my mind turns into like, what if I get sucked out? You know, like all these weird things happen, right, in your brain, and that's what makes yeah. it scary. The last one I put just because I, it's kind of funny. It's not really scary, but it was because of the moment. So you and I, Sam, and you, you mm -hmm. called me up with Chad, um, and said, "Hey, you and Sarah, meet us. We're gonna go down to Charlotte." And we're going to do Harry Potter in the IMAX. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. We drive down to the yeah. IMAX. And Andrew, you've seen Harry Potter 5, the, um, the, the order, opening scene. The o order yeah. of the Phoenix. It's the opening scene. The camera looks out at the, you know, looking at, at London. And then as the camera pans down, it feels like it's panning down for an hour. <laughs> and and we're in this IMAX, and it's the kind of IMAX where you're sitting vertically, right? Like it's in the, a dome. It's a it's yeah. Just a, yeah. It's this huge dome, and the person's it's in front of you. His head is at your feet, 
and then the <laughs> person behind you's feet are at your head. So it's very vertical. So you're technically you're like where we were sitting, Sam, we were probably fifteen feet off the ground floor, right? We're kind of yeah. high up. And yeah. so when that camera starts panning down, again, your whole field of vision is this shot because it's so big. You, you lose control of the fact that you're in a chair. <laughs> and I was gripping the hell out of the chair. I felt like I was going to fall down every row of seats and hit every person on the way down. I don't know. <laughs> that scene bothered me. Uh, and I it, forgot about that. And honestly, yeah, it's not that, that was, high no, up. That was that, it gives you vertigo for sure. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the camera's only about 15 feet above Harry. But my gosh, it bothered me in that moment. So anyway, more weird uh, stories of Sean being yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, so but, have, <laughs> have either of you guys ever been in real life? I mean, Sean, you mentioned your ladder story. But Sam, do you, you have a like a height story that freaked you out? No, I mean, I, I've been probably, you know, 50, 60 feet up in a bucket lift. And uh, when I was working construction and the guy knew I was, I was not good with heights and he started literally throwing his body side to side in it. So yeah. we were going, <laughs> and I, I about pooped my pants and that I literally <laughs> fell to my knees and was, was just holding on to dear life. I was I, I sick to my stomach, but yeah, it, it, I'm not good at that. Not good, and it's a bucket truck for God's sake. You know, he knew it was not going to tip over, but uh, yeah. just it's just that that yeah. feeling of you can't control it. You just can't control it. Do you have one, so. Andrew? No, I mean I was sitting here trying to think if if I've ever really been you know messed up by heights, but I I don't think I have. You know, um, the only thing that I might could relate to it is you know being up on grandfather mountain or some some mm -hmm. steep mountain going hiking and, and and you know having a cliff next to you and just kind of thinking to yourself all right if i slip <laughs> <laughs> but well i than that no, not really i will tell you you know i grew up most of my life in florida and in, in florida it, everything is flat right there's not if there's a hill it's a it's barely what we would call a hill up here when we moved up here and i was a passenger because i didn't have my driver's license yet in the car, I was terrified riding the roads around North Carolina because it seemed like every other curve was a sheer cliff or in, you know, Florida guy's mind, a sheer cliff. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's, it just freaks you out. There's a reason why Florida idiots drive so slow in Boone. Well, no, I, I can understand it. Yeah. The only, I'm trying to think Andrew of any other fun one that I have, like, uh, like, like, Sam, the, your, your point about the guy torturing you in the in the bucket lift. I wasn't 50 yeah. feet, but, like, we're doing scissor lift, and it was with my old um, work buddy, Chris, who um, has always kind of participated absentially from the podcast. Um, he likes to get in the lift with me, and he'll shake it, and he'll find out about what feet do I start to tell him to stop. <laughs> and it's usually at about 15 feet where I'm like, stop it. And he's like, all right, about 15 feet. Now I know. Um, <laughs> and and I've done I've done you know some high work before. Um, the only other one that really just makes me uncomfortable, but eventually I get too I get comfortable and then I get used to it, is when I worked at Carowinds, and I would have to work in the spotlight uh, tower, uh, in in the arena where we we did the concert. So it's um, 
it's a covered arena. It's an outdoor um, amphitheater. So there's, it's like 30, 13,000 seat venue. And so when you work the spotlight, you have to, you climb up a ladder on stage. So literally like every, the concerts go on and people are like, who are those people climbing on the side of the wall over there? <laughs> um, but the climb is about, it's about 55 feet up, 55, 60 feet. And then you climb out onto the roof and it's not really that bad because you're you're against the wall, so you don't really have a judge of how high you are unless, of course, you look down. But then when you get to the yeah. top, again, you're on a roof. So, like, if you look over the edge, I mean, you yeah. get a little bit of Virgo. That's not that big a deal. So then you walk across the roof. It's the climb down into the bucket, into where the spotlight is, because there's nothing in front of you, and all you see are thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And And all I can think <laughs> of is... What this, I'm I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna kill some person that I'm gonna land on. Like these are all the dumb things that go in my mind. But once I hook in, because I'm wearing a harness, and once I hook in, then I'm fine. But then all those other dumb things kick in my brain. Like, because I, I actually asked this question of the safety guy. I said, I know on these harnesses that I can basically free hang from my back because you clip to the back. I can free hang for about 30 minutes before I start losing circulation to my limbs and then I pass out. And he goes, yeah. And I go, These are no, there's nothing but seats in here. Like, how are you going to get me if I <laughs> fall and I'm hanging there? Yeah. And he said, then somebody will have to be up there and pull you up. I said, I'm, I'm 220. Like, you're going to pull deadlift 220? And he's like, take, <laughs> take someone with you that's stronger than you. And I'm like, you, you see my <laughs> questions here, right? Like, the harness is only going to do so much. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I was like, he says, don't fall. Like, okay. So, anyway. Enough about that um, stuff. So, I'm going to play this instead. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We're going to give this movie a score of zero to ten stories high. Um, Andrew. Sorry, there was a spider crawling towards my leg. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm more afraid of those than... Uh, Kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> more afraid of those than I am hides. Um, yeah, so like I said, I, I had a good time with it and it kept my attention. And I uh, found myself, you know, engaged with the movie, I guess you could say, the entire time. Uh, and I thought the, the acting was done well. Um, I am... a kind of a little bummed to find out that it's not, you know, a hundred percent factual, but it is a movie. And I guess I can't be an old person on Facebook and believe <laughs> that it's actually real. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm going to give it a, I guess, a 6.8 out of 10. All right. That's pretty fair. And you know, uh, I'm kind of right there with Andrew. Um, I think it's beautifully shot. I just is wondering if it's a story that needed to be told, um, especially now finding out that she uh, w- was not a real person. Um, so I, I'll give it a 6.72 out of 10 stories. All right. I like it. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm kind of with you. Um, uh, IMDb, I think, gives us like a 6.6 or something. Um, and I think that's actually pretty fair yeah. for, for this movie. Again, it's not great. It's not bad. It's, uh, 
It's just it's a, a good. It's a good yeah. story. I'm glad I watched it. Honestly, I had a good time with it. I thought it was a, 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 a you know. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna track along with IMDb and give it a six point six. Um, okay, I had that works. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good movie. If you can, you know, if you have the uh, the Amazon, go watch it and <laughs> and have a good time with it. I think I think you will. So there you go. Um, that's it. That's our show. Gosh, that was fun, and I uh, enjoyed reliving some of the scariest things I've ever gone through. I appreciate that. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, like, there's I've had mo- moments on planes where you know you get a little turbulent and your belly does the thing, but like, yeah. And it's funny. Do you guys? Do you guys ever look out the window of the airplane and be like, you know, I could we could maybe survive a crash from this height. <laughs> <laughs> and I then just, at a certain certain point, you're like, uh, no, 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 we're not going to survive from from here. Uh, I just I just keep hoping my pilot is, uh, you know, friends with Sully or something. Yeah, <laughs> sober. Yeah, well, and the, sober. That too. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what I what usually goes through my head is. All right, if I'm going to go, I'm just going to listen to a podcast. I don't want to be aware of what's happening. So. Uh, so I'll put on something. I don't know. I don't like to fly, but I, I don't hate it. It's just a thing. Um, but anyway, uh, next week we've had to we've had to change some things up because we've had some movies that are not um, streaming anymore that were on our list. Yep. So we we're we're gonna we're gonna we're going with a movie that's not yet streaming. Yes, that is actually technically correct, which is of course the best kind of correct. Um, we are going to do something uh, it's called extraction next week which is the new chris hemsworth action he has to save a guy it kind of feels like a grittier version of the rundown right um so that 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 seems kind of fun and i'm looking forward to it so anyway we are quickly approaching our 300th episode which of course will be 300 and yeah, looking forward to it. We've got some other fun stuff. We're actually going to do in a few weeks, uh, unless we decide to change our mind, our first Disney Plus movie. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. But before I do anything else, I have an email to read. Whoa. A legitimate email, not from somebody that's just wanting us to watch their movie. Um that not from Chick Fil A. It's not from Chick Fil A, and it's not from, <laughs> you know, Libsyn just saying, "Hey, don't forget to pay us money" or something. It's from a gentleman named Pete. I'll just call him Pete. He said, "I would love for y'all." He says, "Y'all," so it makes me think that he's from the South. I would love for y'all to do the first Planet of the Apes series of movies, Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and Battle for the Planet of the Apes. It's interesting to see how the story evolved and sometimes devolved. You might not be able to sit through all of battle. Fast forward is your friend. <laughs> all right. That's, that must be saying something because I've seen Planet of the Apes, the first one, and I thought it was terrible. So I can't yeah. imagine what battle is then. Thanks, Pete. All right. Well, thanks, Pete. That's awesome. I really appreciate the email. Um, yeah, that's thank just you, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I got super excited when that pinged up on my phone. I was, I was like, oh my gosh, cut an email. Uh, <laughs> so none of those are streaming anywhere um, at all. So we'll add it to the list. Uh, we we have a list that of movies that we want to stream and watch that are just never streaming. 
uh, for whatever reason, they just they just aren't. Um, we're not we're not into a, a place where everything is going to be on the internet all the time. So um, we'll wait a little while, see what happens. It might be a movie that eventually we just say, well, let's just rent it and do it because a, a nice yeah. person sent us an email. Oh, sorry, um, that's right. <laughs> I actually own this on DVD, so. Uh, and believe it or not, it's rated G. What? It's, really? It's rated G. Yeah. I've never seen Weird. any of the Planet of the Eight movies, so I'm kind of interested. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Nice. It's, it's it's weird. The first one. I've not seen any of the other ones. I've seen all of the new ones, the new the new trilogy. Yeah. New trilogy's great. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, the only and, reference to Planet of the Apes I've ever seen is from Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There goes the planet. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because I saw that long before I saw the, the Planet of the Apes. And so when I finally watched the movie, I'm like, oh, now I get the whole Statue of Liberty thing. Got it. Um, if you don't get that, then you'll, you will when we eventually watch it, whenever that is. But in the meantime, <laughs> like I said, next week we're doing extract, Extraction. Extraction. Hmm. Extraction? Mean, how many times am I going to do that next week? <laughs> um, I can already tell. So be like Pete and send us an email uh, to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com, um, which was, again, super awesome of him. You can, uh, uh, again, if you like the show, let, let some people know about it. We, uh, we really appreciate any kind of uh, help, help with the social distancing by social networking with us. Um, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, Facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. And uh, our website is cheapseatreviews.com where I will upload this website or this episode. And you can go check out some other random and weird things. Uh, we are at Cheap Seat Cast on Twitter. And yeah, leave us a review on iTunes or any other place would be great. We really... Sweet. We would really like that a lot. So the as, uh, as in case you probably anticipated, downloads have gone up a little bit since we've all been kind of stuck indoors. So... <laughs> Um, however you guys are finding this, I don't really care. I really appreciate you being here. Um, if you're new to the show, thanks for listening. If you're not, if you're a returner, well, we are so glad that you continue to listen to us. We do appreciate it. We really do. As much as we like to do a little, uh, self deprivation, we do really appreciate you guys listening. So yeah, it's very awesome. And that's going to do it for us. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next week for Extraction. <laughs>